afternoon, it's Dr. Charles Benz, and you are listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. Every week, we try to bring you a stimulating topic, uh, usually about nutrition related to the prevention and reversal of chronic illness, but uh, there's other things that do come into the mix, like today's program. Um, this came out of the hot news press. I mean, we get the Dr. Marcola news feed every day. And in this particular case, uh, Dr. McCall is talking about uh, psychiatric drugs and war games as a lead to lead into mass shootings. And so we're going to call our show today the role of nutrition in mass shootings. And I've got my friend and colleague John Barson in the studio. I think we're going to have a riot with this uh, topic, John. And I'm looking forward to uh, to your introductory comments and your ongoing comments for the next 30 or 35 minutes because this is something that I, I've been wanting to talk about for a long, long time. Well, yeah, um, obviously it's topical. Um, it, it's, it's disappointing. I find it quite disappointing that it really only gets into the media when there's been a tragic incident, um, another one. And uh, uh, it, it just, it, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we're covering Well, it. you know, no, it's, you know what, it's, it's one of those things where the media and the conventional medical people get, sometimes they get the idea right, but they get the follow through wrong. And so I'll start with the psychiatric meds. And a, a, along with that, uh, what we call talk therapy, okay? Um, Dr. Daniel Amen, um, who's another really well-known brain neurological-related uh, doctor, was doing a talk down in Fort Myers several years ago, and he really went after the psychiatrist. He just said, these guys are the only medical profession that doesn't really study the brain. They study the talk of the brain, but they don't study the biochemistry of the brain at all. They do do drugs, and so they, they pay attention to it from that standpoint of trying to suppress different things, but they don't really understand the brain. And so he was all about the different brain tests that he uses to find out what the activity in the brain is that um, was changed by a concussion or some other brain injury or assault of some kind. And what he said was, he said he didn't really think that, 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 that talk therapy did anything at all for, for hardly anyone. And then he said, as far as the drugs go, I, I, I wouldn't give most of them a nickel uh, uh, <laughs> of benefit in terms of, of how well they, they work. And so that was kind of my starting point. I, I went, hearkened back to his lecture. And then I looked at what Mercola had to write. And, and so Mercola was talking about the drugs and how bad they were and how actually the drugs that are being used for depression are actually seeming to be one of the causal factors for these mass shootings. And he went into some depth in talking about Prozac and some of these other drugs. And there actually have been lawsuits against the parents of some of these uh, teenage shooters, uh, like two days after they started Prozac, uh, they, they went out and shot 20 people and killed them. 
And so we're getting lawsuits here that aren't publicized very much. Guess why they're not publicized very much? The media will not cover this because they make a lot of money out of the drug companies. And so the fact that parents are suing the drug companies because of the depression, anti-depression things that they're doing that aren't working, that are actually causing more harm than good. I mean, never mind that most of these things have a suicide warning on it. They should have a homicide warning on it, along with a suicide warning. And uh, so that's my opening salvo. Well, when you look at pharmaceutical companies in uh, uh, people, people just, I, there's a disconnect. I think there's just a massive disconnect. I mean, would you would you trust a company that has? Uh, now I can't remember the number off the top of my head. Um, I should should have googled this first. Um, Pfizer has had billions of dollars in fines. Billions of dollars in fines. The media doesn't mention a word about that. I mean, seriously. <clears throat> you, you, you go for any you, any job application. And uh, what's one of the questions? Do you have a criminal record? Have you ever been arrested? Can you imagine? Uh, uh, I mean, would you take a drug from a company that has billions of dollars in fines? As, and most of those fines, I looked into them, most of those fines uh, were actually for uh, actual, actual crimes against children because they were uh, having doctors to, getting doctors to prescribe off-label. Um, drugs, drugs to children, and you you talk about these um, the medications that uh, that psychologists and psychiatrists prescribe. I guess psychiatrists prescribe. Um, where where are the studies? I mean, just look at the correlation in mass shootings over the past twenty years. Uh, in the rest of the world, uh, the top I think the top ten countries other than the U.S. I think there were a total of around thirty two mass shootings. In, in a 20-year period. In that same period, there were almost 300 in the United States. Which country in that same time frame where, where mass, mass shootings increased, where it's the same trend, now they say, you know, correlation isn't causation, or the other way around. Um, drugs, these, just all these drugs that they're prescribing children. Like just, you know, active children. Oh, there he's active. Well, let's get him on drugs. What's the one drug that, that, uh, that, that that's used most for, for children for ADHD and ADD? Oh, um. <laughs> there's one drug that kind of, yeah, um, that, kind of that dominates. one. It's on the tip of my dang tongue. <laughs> we will. We'll think of it. Um, so, uh, drug for depression for children. We'll put it in there. We'll make Ritalin. Sure that we get it before the end of the show. Ritalin. Um, so, Ritalin, John. Thank you so much, Ritalin. Okay, so Ritalin uh, has been uh, prescribed for eons now, decades. There were a number of studies that were done uh, that showed that if the parents used magnesium, omega-3s, and B vitamins. And Adderall. The Adderall majority of children could get off of Ritalin without a problem. Yeah, Adderall and Ritalin. And so if we have this kind of scientific evidence to show that just three nutrients 
can cause a improvement in brain function to the extent that, yeah, they may still have ADHD or ADA, but at least they're not as symptomatic and they're able to function normally and they're not forced to be on a drug that's going to you know, poison their liver and cause them to have you know, suicidal thoughts or some other problems. And so to, to, to me, and, and that was one of the things that you were mentioning the other day about the brain health program that, I re, that you reviewed for me. And that's one of the things that I was talking about in there, that there are a number of nutrients that are so good for the brain, but we don't get anybody talking about those. And, and I was quite frankly disappointed that Dr. Mercola didn't mention anything about any of these natural solutions to this problem, because this, he should have been all over this. Uh, with his background in natural medicine. And that was the disappointing thing to me, yeah. He said uh, uh, these dangerous games, uh, war games and stuff are part of the factor. And then uh, the, other, the other thing was the, uh, the drugs that are, are, are prescribed. But he didn't say anything about how bad talk therapy was, that it really wasn't working. If you don't, if you don't change the chemistry of the brain, but week to week you do talk therapy, then you're not going to get much of a change because the person can't really think effectively in order to make decisions. And so you have to fix the biochemistry of the brain before you can do anything else. And that to me was just, that's a no brainer, excuse the, excuse the, the use of the term. But have you ever heard about um, uh, it's the vaguely Appleton, familiar. Wisconsin project? Yeah, Appleton, Wisconsin, I think it was actually back in the 90s. And it was, it was pretty early on, 80s or 90s. And, and what happened in Appleton, Wisconsin, was that they had so many problem children uh, in the high school age group, they decided to set up a separate high school just for these kids. <laughs> now, this is not a big metropolitan area. And so, you know, they probably only had two high schools and now they're having a third because it wasn't worth it for them to have these kids disrupting all the other kids day in and day out. So they decide to put them all into one facility thinking we may be able to come up with something that can help them to learn better in this environment where they're not kind of causing distractions to all the other children. So what happened kind of very early on in that experiment was that a local health food store decided to chime in and say, we'll give them a, a, a light breakfast and a lunch every day to just see if there's going to be some changes that, that might be possible. And the principal, of course, said, great. And the superintendent of school said, great, anything that you got that we can try, let's do it, right? And don't you know, after about six months, the principal was submitting reports to the superintendent and she submitted a report that had no incidences that month. And the superintendent went, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no incidences? We had a whole school full of problem kids and there's no incidences? What in the heck is happening? And so they went in and they did interviews of these kids. All right. And so they had Sally and Sally had really bad grades. Now she's making all B's and A's, right? And so the interviewer said, so Sally, how come uh, you're getting better grades? Sally said, well, you know, I had a really hard time concentrating before. 
I had, I had a thousand thoughts a minute. I mean, I just couldn't sit and read anything for more than two or three minutes, and I would just be off on another topic. She said, now I can sit for hours and talk and, and, and or read and, and listen and learn. And so, yeah, I guess that's why my grades went up. And just, you know, very quickly, there was another guy who was violent. He was, he was wanting to have fights every day with anybody that would even walk, his, walk, walk past him, right? No fights anymore. And so the interviewer <laughs> said, so John, um, sorry, John, didn't mean <laughs> John, why don't, why don't you want to fight anymore? And John's answer was, I don't know, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where, oh, my God. Uh, so what that led to was uh, there was a, uh, a, a, lady doc, a lady PhD in Cornell. She decided to do a bunch of uh, programs with sixth, seventh, and eighth grade uh, students. And she did blood tests along with the program of education. And she found out what the blood markers were that were causing this problem, okay? And so here's this Appleton School now the, the superintendent decides to put this program uh, in all the schools. And the next thing you know, they, they came up in the top 1% in the country in terms of the numbers of kids that graduate and the number of kids that matriculate to college. Now, they, they were in like number 400 place before that. Now they went to number one. And the big difference was they started to eat all better, all much better than they had before. So that's, you know, if you can ever find the video uh, that's on the Appleton, Wisconsin uh, school district, this is, a, this is a really, really major work. And we actually had some judges that were starting to use a similar program. Like if you came to, uh, if you came to his court and this particular judge, and then uh, they, would, they would give you the normal sense, and then the other one would be, you'd have to follow this dietary program. And the kids would raise their hand and say, I'll take the dietary program, thank you very much. So, and it, it, but it never got started. Well, they've, it they've, never became you know, a best practice. They, they've even and that's added what we're missing. a summer food We have these best now. practices out there. So kids get free, healthy meals over the summer. So they don't have to wait for school to get back into school to, to eat healthy again. Well, if they didn't do that, open to all students, open to all students for free. Then, then, then they would have they, 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 they just would have been eating bad foods again for three months. <laughs> so, well, exactly. I, I think that makes the point, doesn't it? You have to be consistent. It does. You know, it. It you know, you remind me. I think I've mentioned this in the past, but uh, one of my, the most interesting early shows I did when I started the Changing Family Radio Program, my talk show back in the '80s. Uh, back in 1985, I interviewed an author, uh, I can't recall her name or the book, but um, in essence, it was uh, all about diet and uh, how, to heal, how to heal your children and calm your children through diet. And uh, that was a fascinating program for me. And I mean, we've known this for a long time. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, again, it's, it's, it's you know, schools, I think that that... They not not just healthy food programs, but um, if they have the space they, and it's easy to find the space, they could actually have you know how to garden, how to grow you know how to grow food in your house, and uh, teach kids about um, much more diet. My home economics class in high school was pretty pathetic. Right, right. Well, in comparison, you know, there's been a couple hundred schools. There's uh, actually the, uh, this this uh, PhD from uh, Cornell 
uh, Antonia Demas is her name. Anybody that wants to check into her, Antonia Demas. And they, she's now worked with over 200 schools. And they do a program called the Golden Carrot Award. And this was actually also uh, sponsored by a group of physicians. They're vegetarians, you know, vegetarian physicians, but they've got this gar a Golden Carrot Award. And they can go into your school district and they can do an, an analysis of your lunch program and give you a score and tell you exactly how good or how bad your lunch program is. And then if you want to, you can adopt the program that brings your uh, lunch program up to the top uh, by incorporating more vegetables. Well, it was Anthony Ademus that did the program for the six, seven, and eight-year-olds and I think they're still working in Baltimore schools. And they've, they've had a chef there for a while that's gotten onto this. And, and they're having fabulous results. And they're the ones that also do the blood tests. And so he, she does have a multidisciplinary program where these kids, they're not kind of separated into the classroom by different, uh, like history and math and, and different topics like then geography. They kind of learn all those things as part of their nutrition curriculum. So they, they learn about herbs, they learn about different foods in different parts of the, of the world. And so they, they then incorporate this and the kids come up with the menu items that are put into the cafeteria. And it's invariable that, those, that, that, that the kids gravitate to those because they were made by their peers. They were peer taste tested, if you will. And then now, all of a sudden, you've got at least 200 schools that have adopted this program. And so we need to have 20,000 schools adopt this program. We need to have every school adopt this program. But because the FDA and the USDA have these guidelines for uh, dairy and meat and all of these other products, you'll never get them to come up and say, all right, we, we need to promote vegetables here instead of all these other foods. They want grains to be promoted. They want meat to be promoted. They want dairy to be promoted. Because those are the big contributors um, to a lot of the projects and, and programs that they're involved in. But we need to change that politically. And so when they're talking about now this uh, Senate bill and this House bill to put mental health back into the mix and along with gun control, they need to get on to these kinds of programs. You need to get your, your, your senator and your House of Representatives person to be knowledgeable that these programs are out there. You, would, you want your school to be able to be involved in the, in the, in the Golden Carrot program and the other programs in, this, in the classroom that promote the knowledge about nutrition from around the world. And so Anthony Ademas, D-E-M-A-S, and the Golden Carrot Award, and then the group in Washington is uh, called the Physicians for, I'll think of it later. It's, it's anyway, it's, it's a group of uh, vegetarian doctors that really wanna have a promotion. They're the ones that do the Golden Carrot Award. So if you Google Golden Carrot Award, uh, the doctor's group will come up. You'll be able to see it. Um, but so there's solutions, John. I mean, that's, that, that's the whole point. And, and these should be our best practices. And yet we're blocked by the drug companies, we're blocked by the big food companies, we're blocked by the media to not be able to cover these things the way they should be covered. 
We must get over that or we're never going to get over this problem. It's only going to be window dressing. We're not going to get to the solutions. That's, that's what I worry about. Is it like you said, we're just going to go around and around and around again, making incrementally small changes. Well, and, and, and I mean, we're using the internet and uh that now like a really dystopian point i want to make is now the government has control of what's said on the internet it's really unfortunate yeah i mean you know you and i haven't been blocked yet for our covid stuff that we've been doing um but if we had a, a five million listeners and, and 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 viewers we probably would be um but everything we're doing is based on science so, you know, it would almost be a blessing uh, to, to come and say, okay, you want to go to court? Let's go to court. Uh, because we're, we're ready to present the science. And I can tell you that, that from a, a company standpoint, Life Extension is a supplement company, and they've been sued by the FDA 50, uh, 20 times, and they've won every time. There's a whole book that they have uh, called uh, Suing the FDA or something like that. And what they did is they presented the science to the, to the court. And the judge just said to the FDA, get out of here, you're wasting my time. And so when these things go to court, which I don't think they really like it when that happens, when they lose, and so there's a way to defeat the FDA. It's with good science. And so that's, that's where we, it, it's litigious, I understand that, but sometimes you have to take some drastic actions in order to get the kind of results that you want. And right. you know, we're not going to. Well, and, and, and the media is so is is, I mean, so culpable. They're complicit, I, com totally, I mean, totally complicit. They're, they're, they're complicit. Like like I've seen articles on CNN and NBC and other major media outlets where they 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 talk about you know, or they um, they they slam like supplements and diet. Like they'll come up with an article from, like I recall the last one was from um, uh, actually a. a a professor or a doctor in Calgary who wrote an article on NBC saying that there was no science proving that supplements even work. And he went into this whole thing about how supplements don't work and the quality. Um, he's a hit, so he's a hit man for the FDA. I mean, I know this guy. Yeah. I've, I've, I've challenged him before. He won't even answer me. All right. Because he's getting paid to do that and say that. We, we know that's absolutely false. There's 40,000 studies in the in dr pizzorno's uh, ai platform and these all are on pubmed they're on all the major uh, medical uh, journal uh, uh, feeds and so uh, there's forty thousand that he uses in his ai platform to try to have people get a personalized idea of how well their body is working and what nutrients they need and and it's the most amazing platform out there to be able to do this and so but again it's hard to get traction because the conventional medicine uh, uh, system just push pushes these things back and pushes them away and pushes them down and we just have to keep pushing back as much as we can and join forces and 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 make sure we're getting our voices to be heard and eventually enough people will will, will kind of get the message and they'll, they'll start to respond. But uh, you have to be persistent because sometimes it takes years and years and years to get the kind of response that we want. Right, and, and often it takes, you see these drugs that the FDA approves um, based on the science from the pharmaceutical company, 
and uh, uh, I think something like 60% of drugs, is it 60% of drugs are recalled or 40% of drugs are recalled within two to three years? And the ones that aren't recalled are doing so much harm. I always think it's embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I were they. Uh, when you see an ad on TV and you see a lady sitting on a uh, picnic uh, uh, blanket and she's talking about this new drug, um, she's saying, uh, I've been taking this other depression medication. It hasn't been working that well, but um, when I take this one, that other medication works better. And so they're like admitting that the initial depression medication doesn't work and that they have to add another one to it in order to have it even be moder moderately successful. And I'm just thinking to myself, how embarrassing. And, and when, you, when you listen to the ads or you read them on magazines and they say, um, at the end of it, they're always obliged to say because the law tells them, the FCC tells them they have to do this. Um, be careful because uh, your right arm might fall out, your kidney will collapse, uh, your lungs will stop working again, and oh, you could also uh, be suicidal. I, I'm not exaggerating. These, uh, well, I mean, as Mercola points out, in one review of 484 drugs in the FDA's database, 31 were found to account for 78.8% of all cases of violence against others and 11 of those drugs were antidepressants. Right, right. Well, the statistics are there to show that uh, when there was, there was a study done back in 2006, I think, and it was, it was printed in uh, Public uh, Business Week magazine. And it was, it was an absolutely amazing study. The title was Medical Guesswork. And it was right on the, on the cover of the magazine was a, uh, a wheel of fortune, you know, and with all the diseases on it. <laughs> and so medical guesswork was the whole theme. And when you started to read the article, you started to say, wait a minute, uh, this was an exhaustive study by one of the top scientists in the world. And he came up with the, the, the statistic that only 20 to 25% of all prescription medications had good science behind it. And I thought, oh my God, that means that 75 to 80% of it is medical guesswork. And yet these are approved by the FDA. They go forward with all these side effects that are just the worst that you can imagine. Most these things have not changed in the last 10 or 15 years. These are still... Uh, these are still the facts that less than 25% of these drugs have even a modicum of decent science behind them. And yet they get approved over and over and over again when there are alternatives. So if you do frontiers for oncology or frontiers for nutrition, if you want to go to a site that has the best science for a lot of the things that are needed uh, biochemically in your body, this is a group that actually is centered in the Stanford Medical School. Frontiers for Nutrition, Frontiers for Oncology. And so just lead, use that as your lead in to uh, find more information. Uh, you'll find so many good scientific studies there that will show you that there's an alternative to these prescription medications that nine out of 10 times works better with less side effects and it's less expensive. And so, this is what functional medicine doctors are using every day in order to get the, the, the impact and the benefits that they're getting. 
And so when we look at these shootings, and this is just an, a, another kind of a headline that gets our attention about this topic, these mass shootings are not necessary. We actually can prevent most of them with better nutrition in the schools and, and in the homes and better doctors being able to actually advise kids if they do have some kind of serious problem, whether it's HDA, HDA or HDHD, uh, ADHD, they need to have a doctor that really knows how to treat the whole body and not just look at ways to suppress the systems like these serotonin uptake uh, inhibitors. Uh, all they do is well, I disrupt just, the body. I just want to add, yeah, I, I want to add to that. So uh, for parents that are listening that are uh, maybe are considering or have taken their, uh, their child or children in for um, an examination for major depressive episodes, um, in a study I'm looking at right now, a sample of 5,639 participants with clinician-identified depression drawn from the 2009-2010 U.S. National Survey of Drug Use and Health, the proportion of participants um, who met the 12-month MDE criteria uh, ascertained by a structured interview and uh, variations in diagnosis across different groups of participants were examined. Only 38.4% of participants met the 12-month criteria. Older adults were less likely than younger adults to meet the criteria, only 14.3% of those. So that means that if you've got a child in there and your child has been diagnosed with, keep that in mind. Only 38.4% in this study were actually properly diagnosed. So my recommendation would be, okay, so if you've taken this step, you've had your child diagnosed, now go find a functional medicine doctor and learn how to change their diet and deal with their symptoms that way, for starters. Well, the, the classic case that you and I have talked about uh, on a number of programs is the one where uh, two children, uh, two boys, uh, five and seven, were diagnosed with autism. And the mother was a science, uh, had a master's degree in science and just said, I don't accept that. And I think she had gone to like five or six different doctors. They all said, yeah, yeah, all those symptoms are pointing right to uh, autism. And so she found some science that said that per, there, there might be a genetic predisposition in her kids to not really process wheat and dairy very well. And that that was something that was a, a common thing that got sort of confused with the symptoms of autism. Anyway, in order to test this theory, she bought some digestive enzymes and then she gave each of her kids an ice cream sandwich, which is basically uh, wheat and dairy. And um, nothing happened. No reaction. I mean, that would usually put them in the hospital for three or four days with, with a bad reaction. And so within a couple of months of eating right and taking these enzymes, these kids were back to normal, back to school, functioning properly, and they didn't have any autism at all. It was completely false. Uh, and so lots of the things that you're talking about that are diagnosed in a certain way are actually, you're right, false diagnoses, not properly uh, assessed or treated, and so if, if we can get people to a pediatrician that understands functional medicine, then you've got a chance of getting a real solution for your child. And so I, I, I think, I hope we've alarmed enough people to say that, you know, there is a better way to do this. I know that sometimes they get to their doctor and they, they think, okay, uh, I have to listen to them because, you know, they got all this education 
and they they un, they understand much better than I do. But there are so many parents that are disappointed because their children aren't getting better, and the reason they're not getting better, they're not being given the right nutrients for the child's brain. And so on our little site, we have a thing called the Dr. Ben's uh, Brain Health Guide. And uh, you just said you reviewed it the other day. You thought it was pretty darn good. Um, I love it. It was great, yeah. So for $69, you can get an assessment uh, and personalize your treatment because you'll find out what the brain needs, what it doesn't need, how to get rid of the things that aren't supposed to be there. And actually, at the end of that program, you have a, a, a checklist and you develop your own personalized guide, whether you're an adult or a child. And, and that's the way medicine should be. And Dr. Bizzorno's uh, AI program is the same. You answer a bunch of questions. It looks at 40,000 different clinical studies and trials. And then it spits out a solution based on your biochemistry. And I think that's, that's where we have to go. We have to get our medicine going to personalized medicine based on the principles of functional medicine. That's the only way we're going to get anyway in, in this country with all the problems that we have. And I, I hope we've alerted people to the fact that there are solutions and you just have to do the research and use the right search engines and the right words. Yes. <laughs> and if you're getting advice from somebody and their, 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 their first uh, recommendation is a prescription drug, then you're probably talking to the wrong person. Yeah, bingo. I think you're right. Well, I think it's time to say uh, good, goodbye to... Uh, to, uh, to our listeners for today and uh, let them know that uh, you can, it's hard to go and, and get the Dr. Mercola article because he takes it off uh, of his internet within like 24, 48 hours. But uh, for anybody that's listening, you can go to my site, uh, drcharlesbenz.com, send me an email, I'll send you the Mercola article, I'll send you the stuff on the Appleton Wisconsin School. Also, uh, just straight out, my, my email address is bens, B-E-N-S-C-K, at gmail.com. Be glad to send any parents or anybody that has any questions about how to get better information and better strategies for improving your brain health. Uh, glad to help in any way that we can. So, and I highly, 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 and this is unsponsored, recommend your brain health program. <laughs> wow, that's very cool. Um, well... You know, uh, I've been working with you for 20 years. I think we've done a good job of presenting a lot of good things in your magazine and now on your television program as well. And I think we have a lot of things to do down the road. So I'm looking forward to it. We have a lot of work to do, Charles. A lot Charles. of work to do. And our sponsors, we have to mention them. Our sponsors are Beacon Point Advisors. Um, they've kind of, uh, they're, they're a network of about 50 financial planning companies, one of them being the Southern Trust Financial Group in Sarasota. And Beacon Point is taking the same approach that Southern Trust Financial has been taking for years, and that is they're not only concentrating on your wealth management, they're trying to improve your health. Because if you don't have your health, you really can't do anything about your wealth very much. And so, Paying attention to your, your health is going to make a big difference in your wealth management program. So Beacon Point Advisors, there's 50 of them now all across the country. And hopefully we'll be getting our program out to them as well, all of, all of their clients over the next few weeks. And we'll be able to make sure that everybody's getting this message on how to be healthier. The second sponsor is DHA Labs. 
a very progressive uh, diagnostic company that is working with me over the last four or five years to develop eight different uh, diagnostic tools to find chronic illness five to ten years before it actually manifests. I mean, can you imagine finding cancer, finding heart disease, finding diabetes five to ten years before it actually is diagnosed because of how your cells are changing? That's the kind of test that they provide. So DHA Labs, uh, I have eight of their tests in my, uh, my website, and uh, they have hundreds, hundreds of, of tests that, that, that they can use and recommend. And they have doctors, so you don't have to get a recommendation from a doctor. They have doctors on staff that can work with you to make sure that everything is, is, is being advised to you in the appropriate way. And also paddock pools. Paddock Pools has a vacuum extractor that takes the chlorine gas off the surface of the pool, uh, about 95% of it, giving you a much cleaner, healthier uh, level of oxygen to be able to breathe as you're doing your exercise. So you're getting all the benefits of the exercising without any of the negative or downsides. And I think that's really important. If you have one in your community, that's great. If you don't, look into it. Paddock Pools will help you put one in. They'll even help you put in a totally new pool with a vacuum extractor in it. So Paddock Pools, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Check them out. And MPB Health. MPB Health has a medical cost sharing system. It's kind of like they're mimicking what insurance companies do, only they're paying attention to health and wellness so that you can have your costs reduced because all the costs are determined by how much you actually use every year as a collective group. And then they determine what the premiums are. And this is really important because they've done this for so many years, they've been able to show that costs can be de declined or decreased by 30 to 50% just by paying attention to health and wellness. And I don't know why the insurance companies aren't doing it, maybe because they're in collusion with the drug companies or whatever, they just don't understand. I'm not sure why, but anyway, MPB Health understands, knows what to do, has the medical cost sharing system that can really benefit and, and actually get the cost down by 30 to 50% compared to insurance companies. And the fourth sponsor of sorts is we're gonna, we're doing a kind of a joint program here uh, with another organization uh, so that I'm going to mention them and they're going to mention uh, Healing Trends with Dr. Benz to their subscribers. And so Vitality Magazine, it's uh, centered in Toronto, Canada, but about 40 or 50% of their listeners are in the United States. And so they're a great magazine. They have so many good articles, science-based articles that come out every week. And I think, John, you mentioned they had a pretty good one on the immune system this month. Oh, but uh, because of our topic today, what I want to refer people to is uh, Dr. Zoltan Rona's article on autism, on the epidemic. Um, he mentions off the top of his article that when he started uh, his medical practice in 1979, autism was uh, pretty rare with one in 10,000 kids. And now, uh, as he points out, it's as, it's as much as uh, one in 45 in climbing. I mean, that's a staggering increase. But... Uh, it's a fantastic article on autism, explaining it, and some of the things that we've talked about, they're all in there. And, and you know, the interesting thing is that, that, that when you see something like that, um, uh, be, just because it has the title autism on it, it doesn't mean that other brain-related challenges can't benefit from those things. Because what we're doing is we're now showing there's always a strong relationship between like-minded illnesses. 
So we did one on muscles uh, recently, and we found out that many of these muscle diseases have some of the same problems and some of the same solutions. And I think it's the same with the brain-related things. So if he says something on autism, this is fantastic because that means it's going to probably have some implications for ADHD and other child-related brain problems. And I just think he's one of the best mentors. I mean, he, I've known him for 30, 35 years, and he's been a mentor to me over all this time. And so I just respect him so much. He has a master's degree in science, and a, he's an MD. And he was the, he was the head of nutrition at uh, Children's Hospital in Toronto. So he knows what he's talking about when he's talking about kids and health. Um, so I think Vitality Magazine, you should give them a look and make sure that you go through the list of all the articles and they have a library there. They can look into the archives and see what other things are there. I have about a dozen or so magazines in there now. And so I think that's why they said, hey, listen, let's promote each other. That's a good way to get the message out that we're each sharing with others. And I thought that was a great idea. So thanks to them for being a sort of a co-host sponsor with me. And uh, thanks to John again for, you know, adding in so many good comments and scientific references. And um, thank you. Thanks to our listeners. I mean, without you, we wouldn't have a program. And we get feedback from them, John. They're telling us good things. So we've got to keep up the work and keep, this, keep the level of, of quality up there so that they'll be satisfied every time we do something. So anyway, thanks again for everybody. And we'll see you in the next program, we hope. Bye for now.